yeah, don't have the don't have a mechanic taught to you in the first minute of gameplay be useless for the entire game until the end boss, which is another trope that I, I've seen in games that I hate. Okay. Like, so I thought uh, you liked this. It's <laughs> not a bad game. <laughs> Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts, Walker Near and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and this week we talk about Brett's recent playthrough of Maneater and talk about the value of hot takes in reviewing games. If you'd like to support Pick Up Your Sticks, you can always buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi slash pod. So what's up, Brett? What's got you terrorizing beaches this week? Ooh, I uh, picked up a game that we talked about briefly some while back. Uh, it's on Xbox Game Pass, and it's called Maneater. Yes, uh, I so I saw it first on Epic, and then I think shortly thereafter it came to PC Pass. But I want to say it was like maybe a full year ago. Really, I, I have no idea. I, I don't. Saw, I was shuffling through the like. Once again, it's like, should I cancel Xbox Game Pass? Have I used it? <laughs> so this let me go. The game that you decided made it worth it still no it's just so so no <laughs> wow wow that's an attack that's an attack what <laughs> happened was i opened it up i was like i don't know what's available shuffled through saw that game on the only memory i had was walker played this <laughs> and and like i don't know that he liked it but I think he wanted to talk about it again, like a second time. <laughs> so maybe I should play it. If we're going to talk about it twice, I need to play it. <laughs> Not in the way that you that we normally talk about <laughs> games. <laughs> I did mention it to you, but I mentioned it as an example. But so so before I jump into the reason that I had brought it up to you as an idea yeah. for us to talk about it on the show again. Um, so my my play experience with it was literally 30 minutes to an hour. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I played the beach sequence that you start on and complained about the mechanics of that and then went to the swamp, which is where the game actually starts, if I'm not right. mistaken. Yeah, it's like it does a Metroidvania. You start with half your powers and then you lose all your powers and then you go get 150% of your powers. Right, right. Um, yeah. So I went to the swamp and did a very small portion of that and then... That was the end of me playing Maneater. And then I came on the show and complained about it heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. I don't really, I kind well, of remember so, this now. But, but so um, well, I, had, well, I, had well, I had a different experience. That's what I was going to say. So the reason that I brought it up, just to, just to set the stage a little bit, because this is not contentious at all. The reason I wanted to bring it back up was to actually talk about, um, I, I don't know, kind of just explore the idea of like, of hating on something. Right. Like any, and and not just that angle of it, but, but that was the reason was because what I kept saying when I did that episode or we did that episode and I was talking about it though, was like, I do remember over and over being like, Hey, if someone else likes this, like good on you. But I don't know that that came across as very sincere (laughs) because I (laughs) really, really attacked the game. Um, But anyway, so I kind of wanted to revisit, not just in the context of Maneater because I don't, Oh, well, I didn't care that much. Now I might feel terrible after, <laughs> after you've spent all this time with it. So anyway, 
my point wasn't to revisit it to hate on it more. It was actually to revisit what that looks like and means anyway. Yeah, well, I, I didn't remember, like, I, I, I didn't remember, like, I remembered, like, I didn't think you really, like, loved it, but I didn't remember how much of it you played. I thought you beat it, so oh, I beat it. So I and was... I one hundred percented several zones. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I can honestly, what I can say though is that I can actually understand it because it's, um, and this might, <laughs> this may be, this may land or it may offend people who like these <laughs> other games, depending on what they think of this one. But it, I mean, it's kind of like playing an Assassin's Creed or a Far Cry or something where there is very obvious objectives to complete, and they're not impossible to complete so it's just kind of a time thing and so it's easy to get in a rhythm and kind of just get in a zone where you're just clearing it and then you can just clear the 100 percent of the zone or whatever because it it doesn't demand that you do some like incredibly mechanically demanding thing in order to do it it's more just like let's check the box mostly it's a little all over the place yeah well so either way so before i go into whatever weird esoteric version of this (laughs) i have in my head why don't you just explain your experience with Maneater? And honestly, it, there's a high likelihood, just like you don't remember what I said, that other people right. either didn't listen or don't remember. So what is it? And What is Maneater? Maneater, <laughs> Maneater is uh, a fake television show, fake reality TV show uh, set in the, the Gulf and swamps of Georgia. Um and point to pierce or something like that it's a it's like it has a location that's brought up a whole lot that i don't really care about but funnily enough and i don't know i don't know the history or the what behind this i I would love to have a dev on to talk about this angle that it's like legit partially sponsored in part by like like the state of georgia like the state of georgia's media department i i it except having like Georgia with the peach and like Georgia.org slash media. I, so I went there. It just legit is the state of Georgia's media team. The only thing I can think is that Georgia is, Oh man, I hope I'm not wrong on this. I'm pretty sure here. I'm just going to actually, I thought for a second, like, Oh, maybe it's just something called like that. That's also called Georgia. That's like not related in any way. And no, it definitely just was like because it was a dot org. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. So the reason that I so and I, I just Googled to confirm. But Georgia has a very robust presence for bringing TV and film crews down to film in Georgia. So like oh, a okay. ton of stuff is shot there. Yeah. So I have no I, I mean, I'm completely connecting dots that may not be on the right. same piece of paper. But I, I would guess just based on that tiny tidbit that. Maybe it's related to that. Like they actually have some segment of the state government there that really cares about promoting media in Georgia and Which generating is, yeah. revenue through it. it. I mean, it just it it is a video game about a TV crew, a fake TV crew doing a reality show called Maneater in in the state of Georgia. Um, right. But the uh, we'll get to this, too, because it gets kind of weird. Anyway, it is <laughs> it is a. It is completely satire. Like, it makes fun of itself a lot, which is also why it's kind of funny that, like, because they make, they just make fun of, like, Georgia's full of crackheads. And, like, that's what's, that's what they got. And industrial, like, waste dumps. (laughs) 
Okay, so maybe not sponsored by the state in the way it that I is. would have guessed. Right, but, it, but it like, it, yeah, it's like, it's funny. It's like, I don't know if they like landed this. The state just didn't realize what they were doing. I don't know. But the gameplay of the game, which we haven't gotten to yet, is you're a shark. You play a shark and you eat stuff to become a bigger shark. And then you eat stuff to mutate into a mutant shark. And the the game follows both you and the main antagonist question mark of the show slash pro- protagonist of the show antagonist of the game sta- scaly Pete a shark hunter who in the like intro to the show brutally murders your mother scars you. Yeah, like this is the part that you played through, which is kind of like you play through as the mama shark. And you, like, right. attack people on the beach. Well, then you fight Scaly Pete. Scaly Pete captures you, kills you, guts you, like, on screen, pulls you, Baby Shark, out of the mother. Like, oh, mama was pregnant. Like, pulls Baby Shark out. You, like, bite off his hand. And he, like, scars your eye and throws you into the swamp. Like, you get big so I can hunt you later. And then you, like, eat his hand and, like, oh, no, shark has a taste for human flesh. And, right. like, that's where the game actually starts. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, the easiest way to summarize it is it's Jaws the video game, you're the yes. shark. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, like, although for the most part you're not eating, like, you eating humans is a thing, but for the most part you don't eat people through the game. Like, there are eat people quests, but... Well, aren't you fighting people constantly? You can, yeah, that, like, that's... I don't mean eating civilians, but, like, eating the bad guys. So, like, it's it's kind of like a miniature Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Where, like, fighting people would be, like, saying, aren't you fighting cops all the time in GTA? You can, but you can also evade them long enough that they go away, and there are other quests to do do right right and that's that's like the bulk of the video game is doing these but of those other quests there's only like i don't know four types of quest so for me when i saw it what it what it reminded me of just at a glance and it's a very different style of game i understand or a very different premise but is when i was a kid i remember having echo the dolphin on sega genesis Mm -hmm. and that's the only game i ever have played where i'm playing as a I realize dolphins are not fish, but whatever. Secrets. Yes, thank you. Um, And so when I saw this, I was like, huh, that's kind of, I haven't seen that idea in such a long time. And I can appreciate the novelty and the, the, the intentional B grade movie that maybe it has. Um, But yeah, the gameplay, I just. (laughs) It could have been easily. So, and this is where it gets weird. Because the difficulty is all over the map. Um, and the gameplay is could have been condensed easily, for sure. Yeah. I didn't hate it. By the end, I was done with it, though. I was done. I was definitely done. Um, but like the the very beginning of the game, like I one, I hate the Metroidvania intro. I hate that. I wish games would stop doing that. If you want to do that as your demo, like that's the free demo fine but don't give me super don't kryptonite me don't like (laughs) you're superman you can fly and shoot lasers and have frost breath and you're immune to bullets and you get to do that for 10 minutes and oops kryptonite you're a human bag of meat and you can't 
bullets kill you now. And right. there's no laser, and all of your items have been scattered to the four corners of the globe. Like, no, I don't care. Don't do that. Makes me so mad. Like, mm. let me work up to let my power be a surprise to me. Right. Like, don't tell me what I could be if I sink twenty hours of gameplay in. Like, yeah, I wonder. I mean. I- it's not unique to this game. So you're right. It's a trope of sorts. I wonder in this game though, if there's, if it's like, because if they don't do that, then will anyone play it? Because people, I guess, yeah, you've got to hook somebody fish. Then it's like, uh, I don't know if I care or why, like, why would this be cool? Or just like, I don't know, start with a, start with half of that power and, and work your way up. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I just like as a trope, like if you can't hook a player, because without getting them to the halfway point of your game, <laughs> then like maybe you should start at the halfway point of your game. Like yeah, if the first half of Metroid? your game, right? I mean, kind of is like if the first half of your game is boring, then stop. Then then don't have the then the first half of your game stops. Boring. Like well, I don't, I don't know, know that like... it's boring. I don't know that the the. I, I mean, yes, if it's boring, then yes. I guess what I mean is, I think that it's meant to entice, like. Hey, you're not going to be this powerful when you start because we're trying to right. create a story. But if it seems like you're underpowered, stick around because these are the types of things that you may encounter. Right, and I I get it to a point, and I think it I think in Metroid specifically they have to because at the because the games go in order, unlike a lot of Nintendo games, there is a timeline. But at the end of every Metroid game, Samus is just super badass. So they right. have to like knock her power level back some to have a second game. Otherwise right. they run into like the Dragon Ball Z problem of bad guys, right? I mean it happens in Dread even, right? Yeah. Like the same trope exists in Metroid Dread. Like Yeah. Um And so like but but it's because she's like she gets God tier at the end of every game. So they have to like restart her. So if so, they make a Maneater prequel, then will it be okay? I don't know. <laughs> like, no. Like, if you play as the mom, then you're like, okay, I get uh, it now. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so, I, on the one hand, I can understand it as like a as an idea for like, hey, let's make sure if people try this that they understand what they're doing or what it could be. Except that that only makes sense kind of because on the other side of that coin is like, how are you anticipating that people play it? Because you and I played this via PC Pass. Right. But that was relatively new and still is. I mean, I would think, I don't know. Is that how they expect most people to play it? Because the traditional way that people play most games is they buy it. <laughs> so then if right. they bought it, do you really need to try and hook them? Because they're already your customer. Well, like I said, it. if it was a, if that was the free demo, I get that being the like, here's half an hour of Super Shark, right? Yeah. Like, like halfway through the game, let's let you play with some of the cool toys, right? And then if you go buy it, then it's like, all right, now you start at the beginning and you work your way up. I don't know. I don't know. Just as a hook, I hate it. As a as a trope, yeah. I hate it. And that's yeah. something any game well, that I, does that frustrates me. I think that it's also I the, the now where I would sympathize with your position on it is that I there is a part of me who is completely doesn't care about spoilers ever, right. supposedly, right? Um, but there is a part of me that loves the novelty of discovering the power so if you've seen it already right that is stolen and you never get to experience the wow really i can do that 
right you already knew from well and it also puts all of the tutorial elements it front loads the entire tutorial for stuff that you won't use for half the game <laughs> right <laughs> like there's a straight up an ability that i kind of forgot i had because like i i didn't completely forget but i used it so infrequently because it wasn't very powerful and it was a requirement to beat the end boss and actually the end boss killed me several times in a row and i guess a second frustrating moment the end the very last boss like we haven't even talked about the middle of the game but the one of the most frustrating things was i died i died several times throughout the game but it usually was kind of inconsequential. It spawns me back at your little home base area, but it wasn't, it was just doing random stuff. So Mm -hmm. it didn't matter. The end boss is a good, like, I don't know, minute swim away from your starting zone Uh, or not your base area. Wherever you're, yeah, respawning from. And has an unskippable cutscene to start. There you, I mean, that is a defense than anything (laughs) that's been mentioned so far, including maybe repetitive and somewhat boring gameplay. You cannot have unskippable cutscenes. Right. Period. 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 It's not long. It's but it's it's still like that that 15, 20 seconds. I hate it. I quit playing Majora's Mask (laughs) at the very last level, which I confirmed with a Zelda super fan that's mad at us because I didn't say Twilight (laughs) Princess. Six months ago. Can't wait till he hears this. Anyway. Yeah, it may be another six months before they hear it. So. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, and I was like, that is the last level of Majora's Mask, right? Yes, it is. Awesome. I quit because the way that works is you're in this puzzle dungeon, of course, it's a Zelda mm-hmm. game, and you're having to play this song to leave like a shell of your body behind so that you can have weight remaining on these different pressure ah, switches. Yeah. yeah. But it's a lot of, at least for me who's stupid, it's a lot of trial and error. I don't just right. understand it, right? But the song where the the the, the cutscene, oh. if we dare call it that, where Link plays the ocarina yeah. is unskippable. And it's not even 20 seconds. It's probably no, like, but it's like seven yeah. or whatever. Right. But I had to do it so many times that I was like, you know what? I don't care. I will not spend another moment of my living time watching this stupid I, I almost song. quit. I almost yeah. quit Man Eater. Not yeah. only because it was not just an unskippable cutscene to the start of the boss. Yeah. But a minute of nothing happens, swim straight at a marker for like right. 45 seconds to a minute. Right. Swim all the way there. All the no way there. No other swim either. Get you close. Know? Yeah. That was, so that's another problem. It, <laughs> like my, I was getting hand cramp. Like just because all the combos are all left hand. Every, right. the entire game is left hand. Yeah. And it was starting to frustrate me. So like swim, 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 unskippable cutscene, 10 seconds and I'm dead. Every other encounter in the game, I nuked like right. all of the boss encounters. I essentially stun locked because I went for a set that allowed me to do that. And right. and like, so I just destroyed stuff super easily and I wasn't used to challenging fights. I didn't even know how or why I was dying because <laughs> It's a giant spoiler alert for Maneater and how the last boss fight happens. <laughs> Mechanically. I won't give away the story. <laughs> the important part. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, But, like, the ship shoots torpedoes at you that you're supposed to, like, evade or grab onto and then use a, like, tail flick attack to throw back at the ship, right? I, for every other ship that I fought, jumped onto the deck of the ship and did a combo of 
dash evade bite to layer on i i went for the electric set and so all of my abilities shocked and dealt damage over time and added counters to stuff so my dash added counters and did damage my lunge added counters and did damage my bite added that counters into damage and i would evade attacks for all of these right so it just generally evade combo countered up and things explode and die really quickly. But what was happening is I was dying almost instantaneously when I was on the back of the boat, but nothing, I wasn't seeing anybody target me for like, cause you get a little targeting reticle that you could dash away from and then people miss you. Right. Because the, and they're like, it wasn't until later that I found out that the ship even launched torpedoes when I like, stayed away from the ship long enough for him to be like oh you betcha didn't you know that i had torpedoes but the torpedoes are already in the water for a while at that point so what was happening is i jumped on the back of the ship and the torpedoes like spawned on top of me and instantly exploded wow (laughs) so i never saw the icon because there's torpedo icons on the map i never heard the beep 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 as they get closer I never evade. It's just I might I died within seconds because wow. I was physically on the ship because it has like these bubbles on the bottom of the ship that would kill me super quick. So I like jumped over them, jumped on top of the ship, like blow it up that way. Nope, did that like four times. And I and, and at this point, I'm about to rage quit. Like I legit Googled how to beat him at this point because I'm like, I'm I'm done. I'm done with yeah. this game. I'm going to Google how to beat him. I'll look at Reddit before I look at a video just to see what I'm what I'm so dumb about. And they're like, yeah, I didn't realize you had to, like, shoot them back. And I was like, oh, I forgot that that was a mechanic that you learn in the first freaking level. That's basically not used ever again. And it doesn't it doesn't give you any hints. Right. To like, it's just bet you didn't think I'd have torpedoes. You never ever maybe you can throw the dynamite back at the boats that has been used throughout the rest of the game but there's never been a hint that i could do that so i never did it right and like i yeah don't have the don't have a mechanic taught to you in the first minute of gameplay be useless for the entire game until the end boss which is another trope that i've seen in games that i hate okay like so I thought uh, you liked this. <laughs> it's not a bad game. <laughs> he said and literally had to grit your teeth just to get that sentence out. This is <laughs> we're 20 minutes into a game that you beat in three days and you have only hated on it. I have only played this. Like I, I put like it's maybe three days, but it's at least 20, 30 hours that I put into this stupid game. Right. So so let's get to that part why it's pretty (laughs) i like being a shark (laughs) and i thought you played more of this game over a much longer time frame (laughs) right this store okay so here's some of the stuff that i actually like yeah um uh the the audio of the game um is is um it's really good. Chris Parnell, uh, the voice actor for Jerry from Rick and Morty, it does an amazing job of reading. It's like he is the host of it does a good job making you feel like you're in a dumb reality show in the bayous of the Gulf of Mexico. Right. Like it, it, it. Chris Parnell plays the the voice actor of the like host of the show. 
And there's a lot of voice lines. Like I hear a few of them more than once for like basically some of the side, like some of the repeated side quests will have the same kind of voice lines. Right. But even then there's a ton of them. They're funny. The satire is hilarious. It like, it does a good job of being like, ha we're in the middle of an ecological disaster and our planet is dying <laughs> without being do like, it's not Greta Thunberg. Right. It's fun. It's, it does so in a satirically funny way. That's maybe a bit cringy at times and other times, maybe a little bit like too on the nose. Like it makes a joke. That's like, Oh, there's like 220,000 gallons of oil spilled in the Gulf every year, which, um, which is a shame for the animals of the Gulf who know nothing about economics and utilizing the resources at their hand. <laughs> it's like, like it like twists things in a way right. that it's like, oh, those dumb animals, if they only knew how to utilize this oil, they could make a bunch of money. Right, like, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seemed, I mean, that was kind of why I, again, you know, I was, I had the nostalgia of Echo a tiny bit. I, I can get on board with some hyper-violent thing where I'm, eating people as jaws or whatever. Um, and it, it seemed like it might be okay. And it's again, it's like intentional B moviness. Mutant shark time was fun. Like I yeah. wanted to evolve super abilities. Like I yeah. like being like the super mega predator. Like right. it, it does. And it had a lot of that in there, but like the very first zone you have to fight an alligator, which is like one of the first times something is bigger than you because you're a baby shark. Right. And like, you have to learn how to dodge. It's hard. I, I, that's the other point where I died a lot and almost quit was pretty early into the game when I first had to kill an alligator and I didn't, it just kept, I kept dying. I didn't know how to beat it. So I just avoided it and was like, maybe I need to be bigger until I eventually learned like, the combat system of the game, which there yeah. was kind of a back and forth to, and like kind of a, a get good moment, a dark souls, like dodge roll attack, like wait for vulnerable attack. You know, I would like to, I would like to be offended on behalf of anyone who's ever played a dark souls game for it being compared to this. <laughs> <But> go on. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, but, but after that, <laughs> Once again, I never had to learn the combat of pretty much anything else right. in the game outside right. of the last boss, basically because of the, the route that I went. Yeah. Where I was like, nah, stun lock everything and don't care anymore. Right, right, right. And so like, it, it, so that made, and maybe this is my own fault for not going through enough variety of the different armor sets and anything else. Like I didn't collect enough stuff. <laughs> it just seemed like one, it didn't really seem like there was that much to collect. Um, two, it didn't really seem like it mattered. Like the whole middle of the game could have been shortened down to a couple of hours. Right. And it, by the time I knew, like I, I was max level before I could fight the end boss and had a laundry list of items to do that. I did not care about to fight mm. the final boss. Right. Because <clears throat> it just wouldn't unlock. Right. So that was kind of frustrating, but like, it's funny. It was hilarious. Like it was funny to play through the, the bosses were all a little on the note. Like you have to fight an apex predator of a zone. Right. Mm. And it's like a bigger, badder 
wickeder version, usually with some kind of trope on it. Like, one of them was you had to fight an orca, um, because there's orcas, like, out in this area that you have to fight. But this one, you have to fight, you have to, like, break into the ocean world, sea world place. Right. Um, And it is an orca with a floppy fin. For the, on the top whereas all the others are like nor and it's like floppy fin and it just is in a tank that you have to fight it and it's it's fun like those were funny moments it had right. a lot of funny moments in the game it had a lot of things that did kind of catch me off as like this is so ridiculous and and in 4k this is ridiculousness in 4k that's right th- there we go i've summed it up <laughs> yeah yeah, so so this I think does take us, uh, and not that I don't want to hear more about your experience or thoughts. No, or there's not I, a whole lot. <laughs> Ridiculousness think, in 4K is the is the game. I think that this segues into kind of the point that I had thought of as to what I kind of wanted to talk about, which is like, I, and maybe the answer is just like you just have to shrug and not care, and it just is what it is. But so I thought about Maneater because I didn't really play it that much. And even here, even though the reason I wanted to talk about it was to not hate on it, I can't help myself. Look at yep, me. Like same, over same. and over again, I've insulted it. Um, but I didn't really spend that much time with it. And I did. <laughs> right. Maybe too well, much time. And so it's like, so what kind of, there, there's two other examples that took me to this. And then I thought of Maneater, which no one else has given me feedback on. But okay, so I saw a person that I hadn't seen in a long time. And they said that one of their lasting memories of me was me telling them at a nauseating level about something that I liked a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. But I like oversold it basically. Right. right? And, and they, I mean, they weren't, I mean, we're friends or whatever, but they were like, ugh, kind of, you know, (laughs) at that. And then I had another friend when we, I talked about Assassin's Creed origins, I don't know, a few months ago. And, I talked about how all of the other Assassin's Creed games had kind of worked up into that and how right. I thought Origins would be this cool reboot and, and whatever. And I had a friend reach out to me that was like, I've played Assassin's Creed games forever and I've always really liked them. And now I kind of feel gross about it because everything that you said that was kind of negative about the original nine games or whatever it is, <laughs> it's like, is, is accurate. Like when I thought about it, it's like, wow, everything he's saying is right. And now I feel like, I don't know if, how good I feel about the fact that I've been such a fan of these. Mm. And and in neither of those circumstances do I was that the outcome that I really wanted. Like right. I didn't share the thing that I liked to to overdo it with someone and right. I didn't share to make my them thoughts. hate it. Right. And I didn't but I also didn't want to take something that someone already liked and make and ruin that for them because I Right. whatever. And so, and so then it made me think of Maneater because again, I had very limited experience or exposure to it and I definitely, you know, kind of attacked it as well. And so I guess kind of, I realize this is very long winded, but it's like, what is, what is, where is that space with a review of something? Because to some extent, if I don't take a position on anything, then well, I mean, what I'm, are we doing? I, yeah, like I'm supposed to be able to like and dislike stuff like most people. That That's normal, I think. Um, but at the same time, there is some line to strike there. 
anyway, so before I keep just rambling, that's no, kind of no, where I was I, at. I so I want to go for this point. I really do, but I think I found something in the back of my brain that I don't know if what this affects or or how it changes people's viewpoints. But if you like to destroy all humans and you want to be a fish, then Maneater is great. Like, I really feel like, I don't know. To me, Maneater just is the shark version of Destroy All Humans. Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of, and I did not like Destroy All Humans, if we recall. Yeah. Which yeah. then aligns with this. And so then that's kind of where I went to, is like, well, maybe, I mean, my goal is not to crap on things that people like or hurt someone's right. feelings. I mean, not that anyone's feelings were hurt. That's a little too far, but whatever. Maybe the point is, is that I take a position and then as people are just familiar with my position, yeah. if long as I'm consistent, then it's like, okay, well, he likes these things and typically I align with what he likes. Or if I say it's crap, but you like everything that I say is crap, then that's a good indicator that. Right. But it you may like a game. I'm not yeah, actually... If Walker hates it, I'm probably going to love it. Right. Yeah. And at no point am I correct about anything being good or bad because it's all no, subjective. No, it's all, yeah, right. It's all subjective. Now, I think, I don't know. I think, it, uh, like, I'm trying to, I want to take a position that's like, well, you should have given it more time. But, like, no, if you know what you like and you don't like that kind of gameplay, then you're not going to like it. Like, it's nothing, the game didn't change that significantly past the first. 45 minutes of gameplay to warrant yeah and it's not like that I like feel something like, like I... maybe warframe where it's like stick around with it for a while because there's just so much that like you might realize that you do like it after a bit because there are games that are that way that like they're they're complex enough that like if you only play it for 30 minutes then you don't know what you're playing yet you know yeah, no, and, and well, and I remember I, I had this uh, dare I call it epiphany with roguelikes where I was like yeah, like dead souls or hades like it's more fun the further in you get because the more powerful right. you become in the in the more accessible it becomes frankly i suck so the better time i have with <laughs> so it, it gets I, it, you get better <laughs> right exactly um and i mean but yeah and the thing is is it's not that i feel guilty about not liking it like so yeah i i don't want to spend more time with it and i don't feel like i'm supposed to have a different personal feeling it's more just like I don't know. It's a weird space with, again, just simply having a take on it. Eh, I don't know. I mean, and, I think that that's okay. I think that, like, no, I think that, like, regardless of, because I, I, I've, I've, I get what you're saying, and I don't even, I don't think it's coming from a, like, because we're in the public space or anything. Like, I think that you sharing the story about having that encounter with individuals Right, uh, because I've had that same. I think I've had both of those same right. exact encounters. Right, like I've loved something so hard that it made somebody. Uh, there's a so there's a story that a friend of mine. Uh, so not me personally, but it, okay. I found an Instagram u like user, and they have a shtick. Right, like and the vast majority of their videos include this catchphrase and moment of them and their dog. Right. Okay. Um, and I had asked one of my friends who they for a long time were in like dog care was like their field of 
like their career choices. They did different things for, in the dog care industry. And I was like, hey, are you aware of this Instagram account? Because it's super adorable and it fills my heart with joy. And like this very pure moment, this very pure catchphrase, something that I think the world needs more of. And they were like, oh, oh, I'm like, what? Like, why are you making gag noises at the most purest, adorable, beautiful thing? And they're like, it probably is. But we had somebody that I worked with who only said the catchphrase for like multiple times a day, all the time, every day for like a month before we were just like, stop it. We don't know what you're talking about, but it has to stop. And they're like, you don't know? It's, the, let me show you. And they're like, we don't care. We don't want to see it. It's, you've already burned it up. Like, you have made it old. Yeah. And so, like, she's like, I have seen it since then, but I just, like, my initial contact with this thing was a negative thing, right? Like, somebody, yeah. or just unreferenced. I didn't have all the, the, the background of it that I needed. Right. And so, for me, it wasn't cute. It was annoying. And by the time I was exposed to the cute part, it was still, it's just burned into my brain. It's annoying. So I didn't care. So like just moved on. Right. And I was, and so like, I don't know if that, <laughs> that is any, in any way relevant in some way of just like, I don't want to poison the well before somebody gets to drink from it. Right. But when we're doing a podcast where we talk about video games that we played and what we think about them, it's like, yeah. I kind of have to have a thought on well, it or else what are we is, saying? <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm, I'm nothing if I'm not genuine. That's what exactly. That's what I mean. It's like on the one hand, there's like this, well, I should be genuine or whatever. And again, maybe, maybe this is a terrible topic for an episode. Even I don't know if this just sounds like a therapy session. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. My point is <laughs> if somebody, if you want, if you want episodes of a different type, you're more than welcome to tell us what kind of episode you'd like on Twitter <laughs> or donate to us on our Ko-Fi page, which has almost literally not. Ha it definitely hasn't happened this year. So, <laughs> so there you go. If you would like to suggest a topic, feel free. Our Twitter is totally open. Send us our first DM. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so i don't know i guess i think i mean i honestly i think i solved my this is a good topic and it's not because i solved it in three minutes which is to some extent we just have to stake a position and then people can either agree or disagree i guess where i i feel like maybe i the thing is is i as you know i like to try and be funny right yeah. and i don't know that everyone else thinks it's funny all the time but i <laughs> try at least to me and and so sometimes i will say things that are more extreme or dramatic about something than what I actually think, because it's like for effect to some extent, right? I mean, I I definitely amp up my person. I, I don't even want to say it's not for the podcast. I will amp up my perspective on something, usually with you, because even if we agree on something, that high energy is fun. Right. Like you are willing to go to an energy level with me that a lot of other people won't. Even if you're like, Brett, it's ridiculous how much you hate this. It's like, I know it is, but it's right, right. fun. It's fun to be ridiculous. Yeah. In 4K. Yeah. And it will. And it's also it's also like it, it, it's I mean, and I, I guess it's just the, the infinite problem of no one is ever perfectly consistent because it's like the reason I would say that Maneater was not fun to me was that it felt repetitive, kind of clunky, just kind of like uh, this doesn't feel this feels it just feels 
chintzy kind of i mean right? they definitely didn't like my my most of my complaints are they didn't learn anything from the past 10 years of video games other than how to make it look pretty and feel halfway decent. <laughs> but all of the, like anything it took me i almost thought i almost had a complaint within seconds which was i couldn't find how to turn subtitles on because it wasn't in the audio <laughs> settings it was in like <laughs> gameplay or something right right <laughs> and i was like come on subtitles is like the bare minimum god forbid you offer like color options for different types of color blindness um but at least offer subtitles for god's sake like right but but it's like but but so then it's weird for me to take a position that this game is boring because it's it's clunky and it's in the and it's repetitive and the combat's not really that good like it's not dark souls or something right like it's you just kind of mash the buttons around and it happens and you're ultimately powerful. Oh yeah, it was definitely button mashy by the Yeah, time. but I play MMOs and love yeah. them. Yeah. And all of those things can very easily be said about the vast majority of MMO combat. You Even may think that you're Project like Gorgon. <laughs> like, oh, you've got to you've got to do this move then that move then this move and it's all strategic. And it's like, yeah, or you could just kind of mash your hand on the button pad and well, and even if there. even if you do have to press them in order, it's still just not hard, and it's not right. it's not playing you know a Dark Souls or a Bayonetta or some yeah. high near automata, some high end action game that like flows really well and does demand some mechanical precision. Like the MMOs, at least the ones I play, are not that right. Um, right. So I don't know. Anyway, again, I don't. I did, and I didn't think I would reach some epiphany conclusion. Hey, we mentioned MMOs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Um. <laughs> we really after two years I, I threatened to do it in like the fifth time it happened if it was even that many to have a chime or a jingle uh, <laughs> by this point it's just hey <laughs> yeah right we are we are the chime we the are jingle. the jingle um but yeah i guess i guess the conclusion i'll have to that is just and maybe this is super obvious and condescending for me to say uh, but yet again that's not where it's coming from but is whether it's me or whether or not you never listen to me again, uh, whether it's me or anyone else, like if something seems like it could be cool, like you should still totally pursue it. Even if a lot of other people are hating on, especially, I mean, in the context of subjective entertainment media, to be clear, um, (laughs) if people are like, dear, don't, don't take that any further. Thank you. You understand where I'm going. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) Within the context of playing video games is what I'm talking about here. Um, if you like art, pursue art. <laughs> yeah, but I think it can be easy to be like, oh, that game is has a terrible reputation. Like, I mean, you know, here's here, here now we'll do some current events. Diablo Immortal is being review bombed to oh, yeah. oblivion. And, Good. <laughs> and to be clear, I don't I, I downloaded it on PC and mobile to try it. And with, within 10 minutes, I was like, oh, I don't care. Um, I personally would not pay some would not pay thousands of dollars to have rng chances at loot whatever and it's fine that people are are giving the feedback that like this is not what we expect or want from this like as the people who would play this this is not us that's fine but but for it to be the lowest rated game in metacritic history (laughs) is is not is is not subjectively or objectively valid right like it's not the worst game Man, uh, but okay, okay. To to tie in though, like, it is it not then valid for the ridiculousness of the event to make a statement? 
like like to send a statement to the gaming industry that like this is not what we want and it's not just like yeah it's not the objectively worst video game of all time but we're gonna make it look like it is to cause a big enough stink to cause a big enough media stir so that nobody else tries this ever again like is this like the shock and awe of but that's the thing is that like it is like that it is shock and awe and i think that's why i don't like it is because it feels like a fake overreaction where it's like if you don't like it then don't play it but it's a free game that a lot of people will play and get a ton of value out of and, and enjoy. And they're not idiots because they liked it or something, right? Like it's, it, it's not, a no, but it is strategy. super manipulative and it but is like, the, it, like, but it's also the... not the, it's not the worst version of that. There are so many other games that are worse versions of manipulation. No, right? but I think it is the, one of the more popular versions of that because yeah. it's a giant franchise. And like, I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah, I think again, I think I'm not, I'm also not trying to die on the hill of Diablo Immortal. Well, yeah, is great. right. It's just like it just feels like there's no middle where it's like, yeah, but it's free. So yeah, they the have microtransactions, but you can try it and not lose anything. The thing is, though, is that like you kind of almost have to be, um, like in my position to boycott this one because like a lot of like I've said in the past, like, vote with your wallet kind of thing, right? And like, I, I won't buy EA games. I refused to even download this one to try it because that's the only, I ref, like it's a free game, right? So not spending money on it isn't going to stop it from being popular. The only thing that stops it from being popular is to not even engage with it. Yes. I agree with that entirely. And like, that's the, and like, but, but did you go leave a negative review anywhere? No, right. but, but also right. like reasonable then. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, but, but I'm once again, not going to have an effect because the media machine is so huge that like people are going to at least like, oh, I'm going to download it to look at it. Well, then you become one of the numbers that are used to convince other people to download it who they can take advantage of. Right. Like uh, now it's got millions of downloads and it's most downloaded this week. And it's even if everybody downloaded it and hated it, they still downloaded it. And like, I think you have to no man sky it. I think you have to go in and like, maybe to some point blizzard may be hoping like, like there is no such thing as bad press. Okay. Well, we'll call, we'll start our prices out at like a thousand percent. And whatever mega whales want to pay that, great. And the rest of it will cause such a media stir for us being the most egregious version of loot boxes that more people download it. And like, and like that gets, and we just get more press from it. And then we'll come in and be the saviors and be like, oh, we were our bad. We like, and this is all conspiracy because it hasn't even happened yet. They haven't, they haven't pulled their prices back at all. But like, they did it, it. Like, I don't think the real money auction house was intentional that they were going to remove that because they just remade the entire game when they did that that because it like ruined everything but i think that like this would be a lot easier to like reel back the prices or make it less bad with a couple of number tweaks and who knows maybe not maybe it is a, a full game rewrite for them to to change any of this so should it to be make f- it like so i guess like if they're going to release a free mobile version though they're we just the 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 position is that the monetization strategy should not be loot boxy in some way or something. I mean, it's I not think loot so, boxes. Yeah. I don't think technically, but it, it's, closed. but it basically is. It's, it's one of the worst versions of loot boxes. Cause it doesn't guarantee any items. 
Like it just get, it's a loot box to get you into an area of the game where you might get loot. Right. And only the ones that are purchased but, are tradable by But players. isn't this back to the like vote with your wallet though, where it's like, but if you don't like that mechanic, then you just don't do it and then it's okay. I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I just don't like the idea of there's like, and this, now we're not even talking about Diablo. This is just back to the loot box. <laughs> we're just, we're we've always had, in, yeah, a zillion where we've always been on opposite ends, but it's like, I, 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 it's hard for me to simultaneously believe that people have agency over all of their decisions. And then at the same time are these helpless, you know, sheep that are just tricked by all these evil, tricky conspiracies all the time. And it's like, I, I think people will want to do it. Like I have a friend that spent who's our mutual friend. I'll after the show mention his name, but has spent over seven years, $3,000 on a Korean gotcha game called summoners war. Yep. And he's not mad about that. No. And he's not, he, he, he doesn't like he went into it. Eyes wide I mean, open. I know right? somebody, I know somebody who is in uh, somebody that, is actually very close to me. I'll tell you after the show who has been playing a mobile game, uh, like not quite a clash of clans. Like it's a way yeah. better version of that. It's, it's a European or, or Asian version, but, and it's a very difficult game that like doesn't have a lot of pay to win, but there is some pay to win in it. Um, never put a dime into it, has played it for years and is in one of the like top 10 guilds. Like they, they are in the, like a yeah. top player. Um, and, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that like, I think that people can have agency and be swindled. Like smart people fall for snake oil all the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, it can happen. And like, I think manipulation exists. Um, yeah, I'm not arguing that there's no, that there's no level of manipulation, but I just, I don't know. I just don't think it's as powerful as. And when you get into like little kids and stuff, then that's different. And I right. get that. Um, but again, I, I, really, my point wasn't to reintroduce the loot box debate, although <laughs> I, I did. Um, really, my point was just like, I just feel like there should be, and I, I argue this in a wide variety of arenas off air <laughs> with you right. and other people. I just feel like there should be less sensationalism and more nuance in some of these conversations because i don't think if we if diablo immortal is a terrible diablo game great if the microtransactions in it are gross awesome i just don't think it's the most evil thing that's ever been created in gaming that's all yeah and i think i think no man's sky is actually far more egregious because it marketed itself as something it wasn't and got a bunch of people to pre-order it with right. money <laughs> yeah. and then they didn't get what they thought they were getting when something's free to play, like mm -hmm, at least there's no upfront grift. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> so just don't. So so give me something before you screw me. Is your your take? <laughs> I I mean, no, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, no. I I like. I I don't disagree, and I think that you know, kind of bringing it back to. I think that there was. I, I wish I could. I wish I could articulate this better. There was a basically like everything is marketing. And if you can't be the best at a product, if you can be the most ridiculous, it still works. Like there's no difference. And it's a story about a guy that like had a bunch of crappy off brand coats and just like a whole warehouse full of them. And so in a in a stunt, 
basically covered their like eight story warehouse building in coats top to bottom. And like news crews came out and did a story on it and like what's going on, what's happening here. The city like made him like take all the coats down and put them back in. But by the time that that happened, like all of them had been reserved and ordered. And so he sold all the coats and they weren't good. They weren't name brand. They were like last year's style. And but the spectacle got people involved that otherwise he would not have been able to market these coats because they weren't good. They weren't in style. They were old and and, you know, he would never have gotten rid of them otherwise. But the ridiculousness is what got the attention. And I don't know. I think that 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 to say that, like, there should be less hype and around some of these events uh, could be kind of stated as like the the hype is the entertaining part, though, in the same way that my ridiculous take, like I amp it up with a high energy and hyperbolistic language to crap on a game that really isn't that bad because maybe that's where there's more fun in that story. Right. Like, I don't know. Is that is that also to be said on a larger scale that like you and I, some people may say that, we, you know, maybe we should tone down our ridiculousness, you know? Well, I guess, and I guess that's honestly where I was trying to go with the the review stuff that I was talking about is like, I, I actually, and I, what you just said is true. And what you just said is that conflict and drama is what sells. And that couldn't be more proven in the current <laughs> right. version of all media. Um, so we need more conflict and drama on our show. No. And well, and that's the thing. And maybe I'm not actually that entertaining because I hate all of that. Right. <laughs> and I right. like the nuance and I like the, in the middle, I like the gray mm-hmm. space, not the black and white. And so when I talk like, that's where I guess a sense of almost like guilt or like, am I being hypocritical? Because when I talk to my friend about the thing that I loved so much that they were turned off, I'm, being sensational in a really positive way, but it's still overly sensational about it. And then maybe when I talked about Assassin's Creed, like maybe I'm go too far sensational wise about how bad it is or something. And I don't want to occupy that space. Um, But (laughs) I might never sell anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Help so, us yeah. feel better at ourselves at kofi.com. <laughs> <laughs> We're all say thank you, but not very enthusiastically. Right. Um, we'll give you a mild mannered. We appreciate you. <laughs> right in the middle. Um, anyway. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know where that, I don't know where to end it now. I don't know. I don't know how to wrap that up because there's not a final point to it other than what you said is not wrong. And what you said about that being the entertaining part is not wrong. Well, so there's another thing that, like, I, again, I, my entire personality is not memes. There just are a lot of good ones, and I remember way too much stuff that I see. Uh, it was, like, if I'm too much for you, like, I'm tired of watering myself down for, for people. Like, if I'm too much, you can choke, like, has been restated in a number of different ways. Of just, like, there have, like, and, and I've had to deal with some of this spa- space in my life where, like, for a long time, I was told that, like, any amount of personality was too much personality for me to have. And like, whether that was directly or indirectly, that was what I learned. And right. so learning to take up space, learning to be like, if somebody calls me weird and goofy, then I'm going to lean into it harder. And if you don't 
if you can't accept that, then you're the one that has a problem, not me. Like if you're if you want to put me down for my goofiness, then I'm going to be even goofier because what kind of monster would do that to someone? Right. Like I'm going to make you uncomfortable now, which I'm not nearly that spiteful about it anymore. But for a while I was because like, you know, the pendulum swung in the opposite direction. And I think now I am more in the middle and I think I occupy both spaces at different times. And like, I don't know, like, I think that it is okay to to be passionate about both your likes and your dislikes. And like, if you really don't think that you enjoyed it, even if you think that whether or not you think other people should like it or not, like, I think you can be enthusiastically against something too. Like, yeah, I think, I think the thing is, is that like, I do land in the middle with man eater because I really didn't enjoy a lot of my, like, there's a lot of things I didn't enjoy. Like I had realizations that like my hand is cramping because I'm doing literally the exact same four motions on a keyboard for like an hour. Like that's all I've done. Every single quest is eat stuff. And right. like, uh, but I was like, but do I really hate like, and I'm just chasing the end of the story. Am I just chasing the, the pretty shiny armor? And like, what is my life? And it's like, okay, fine. But literally every interaction you have with the computer is hitting a few buttons to chase a dopamine hit. So like, yeah, maybe, maybe let off of that mindset a little bit and just enjoy the high def ridiculousness. And if I'm not enjoying it anymore, then, then go do something else. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all valid. That's all valid. So, uh, all right. Well, <laughs> get out there and play what you want. And... I think it's, I think hate it on is, it or love it or don't right. do either. I think it's a, it's a ha- it's <laughs> not a no bad conclusions. <laughs> Be ambiently obfuscated in the middle, <laughs> unless you don't want to, and then be as extreme as you can on on whatever, whatever position on either yeah, side, whichever of it whichever side of the extremist spectrum you want to be on. Ultimately, as long as you as the individual feel satisfied, regardless <laughs> of consequence. That is the ultimate goal of everything <laughs> in the context of art and gaming. Right, right. As we slip into political nihilism, <laughs> nothing matters. Go enjoy your life. So that's all for our episode today. If you like this episode, consider buying us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com slash pod, or just tell a friend about us because word of mouth really does make a difference. All of our links and social accounts are available in the show notes. And if you want to hear more content, Walker hosts The Walk Show, which talks about the walk of life while interviewing various guests. 